Hey everybody, welcome to GSC Friday. I'm your host, Dean Sage. Brendan is off this week on a much-deserved rest as he finished up his single, got it all worked out and mastered and stuff. I was actually off planning the uh, campaign to uh, release it all to you with uh, these really cool pictures that we took and some other fun stuff. So definitely you got to pay attention to the Twitters and all those things this weekend because there's going to be a lot of cool little promos. And as always, as an independent artist, it really, really, really helps that you help to share it and let other people know about it. it may not be the thing that you like, but other people you know may like it. Uh, so, you know, it's just, it's it's important. We're in a community and in, we're in a economy where the help of everybody is what helps all of us out. So get out there, help us rep this song. We're very excited about it. Um, it's been, like I said, it's been six months in the working um, and you've been getting to hear a little snippet of it every time that the podcast starts, but starting next Friday, you'll actually hear the final mastered snippet with a little bit of the vocals. So you can look forward to that as well. And of course, it'll be streaming live on next Friday, the 10th of June. So today is going to be a little bit short. Um, it has been a whirlwind week for me as well. And um, I usually don't just talk to you guys. So this is kind of the first time that I'm doing this. It's a little bit nerve wracking because I usually have other people to bounce off of and I get to be the moderator. Um, but I have to act, be interesting all by myself now. So bear with me, I hope. I thought the first thing that I would do, because it's been in my mind recently, is um, look back to 2013 when this all started. And actually, I think we're about to have the anniversary of the relaunch here coming up in another month or so. This, this is about when I started to work on what is now GSC Friday. This actually started as the Gay Sex Podcast, um, which is well, one of the reasons why GSC is still in the title's name, which actually stands for Gay Sex Cast. Um, um, and uh, to me, the cast word is a play on words. Like, it's not just about the fact that it's a podcast, although obviously it is. Uh, but I also viewed everybody that is involved in it as part of the cast, even the audience, the people that were on the show. Like, I never really wanted to differentiate between everybody, between, uh, you know, listeners and active participants in the thing, because I think that it's a conversation that we're all having, just, you know, a little bit disconnected. Um, so, yeah, anyway, uh, about this time, uh, three years ago, um, what would have been the f four seasons ago if we hadn't skipped a year, uh, I was looking around at what was then porn and erotica and seeing just a lot of negativity, like a lot of negativity. Things have changed since then. Um, a lot of the fans have become very vocal and have sort of altered the way that the reporting on the industry was going. But at that time, there really wasn't a lot of sort of fan interaction. I mean, they were trying, they were out there, but the people getting the most noise were kind of the porn bloggers and other sort of industry machine type things that were in it to get affiliate links and codes and monies and things. And the guys were treated like as commodities. And that really bothered me. Um, I mean, it was happening a little bit in the male-male romance sector too. Um, not to the same extent, but just the fact that gay sexuality was being used by some authors as a way to simply make money. Like, let me just write a story. And because it's gay, it'll sell better. Um, obviously, that's a way overgeneralization. But I was just, I was responding to these kind of things. But what I thought to myself is that there's already so many negative things. And I didn't want to add to the negativity. In fact, I wanted to try to take the opposite approach, which was maybe if we create a positive environment, a positive place, like positive messages, then maybe we can change things with positivity. It's probably a little bit wide-eyed and a little bit um, naive, but I was just tired of adding negativity to negativity. And it's something that I had done in my life before. I'd been a really negative person. I had argued with people. I tried to win arguments. In fact, that became the most important thing to me to do was to prove how smart and wonderful I was. And I realized it didn't get me anywhere because nothing really changed and a lot of people hated me. Um, so I figured, you know what, there's got to be a 
better way to do this. So that's kind of where the podcast comes from is it's a chance for us to talk about things. Sometimes they're not really fun things. Sometimes they're really horrible things, but to try to create a sense that, you know what, it can change. Everything does change. Everything's always in motion. I hope that when you listen to this podcast and you listen to me in particular, that you get a sense that, yeah, there's shit that goes on in the world, but there's also people like us that want to see it change, want to see it be different. I mean, and that's the same thing that's going on with entertainment right now. I mean, it's happening everywhere. And I think that um, I'm in sort of a transition phase. Like, um, I love porn. I will always love porn. In fact, it's one of my favorite things to shoot um, in a roundabout way. Like, I actually, I love scripting things out. I love creating drama and all those kind of things. Um, but there is a lot of fun when it comes to just shooting a scene, a good scene, um, you know, a scene that's about emotions and about connectivity that isn't just about, oh, let's get a cock shot and then a pop shot and then all those kind of things. Um, it's almost like a little bit of guerrilla tactics because you never know what is going to happen. You have to be completely prepared and you're always surprised. And I, as the filmmaker, get to discover something kind of beautiful in the process. And then, of course, I get to work with really amazing all-star actors who get to discover something in their process as well. Um, so, I mean, it's a lot of fun and I will still do it if people pay me. I mean, I will, I will be there. I might even do it if people don't pay me. Um, but, you know, it's, it's a lot of fun and it's something that um, I'm always going to feel attached to. Uh, but... Honestly, like me, myself, I'm starting to move in a slightly different direction now, and that's towards scripted content, that's towards independent film and TV, um, and there's actually some really cool opportunities coming up that I'm going to be exploring and, of course, sharing with all of you guys, um, and, and that's kind of what's going on with Houseboys and Brazen Arc right now, so I have to kind of put a quick plug in that, and I plan to actually jump on um, uh, hopefully a live video with um, myself, uh, Jackson Raddick, and maybe some of the other potential cast members that we've been talking to, and go into a little bit more detail about what Houseboys is. But what excites me about it creatively, it, creatively, what excites me about it creatively is that it's a chance to take something that everyone thinks that they know everything about, because we see it all the time, which is porn and porn stars and porn models, and flip it around a little bit to not only have some fun with it, uh, but to make positive changes by creating humor out of the things that probably are a bunch of bullshit, but then also showing the humanity that's behind it as well. Um, I think it's also really unique because unlike a lot of stuff that's written about porn or made about porn, for the most part, it's being driven by porn stars. Like, um, I'm of course, you know, the executive producer and I'm sort of the lead writer, but, um, Chad Hunter was my, uh, co- creator on on the idea. Um, I've been working with Dakota Wolf on scripts. I've been working with Jackson on scripts. Um, you know, I've gone and interviewed and talked to quite a lot of people at this point. I think if I added it all up, it'd be over 100 at, at, at the moment. Um, so this is behind the scenes, but it's also reality. It's also, you know, truth and hopefully a laugh all at the same time. So um, we're entering the second month of the funding. It ends uh, right after Pride ends um, at the end of this month. So uh, we definitely need your guys' help to get the word out about it. If you can't contribute to it yourself, I totally understand. I get that. Um, you know, I've been basically continually broke for the last three years, hence why I'm trying to do all these wonderful things to see what takes hold. Um, but if you could just share it, talk about it, let other people know about it. Um, the real irony of the world is that there are a couple people out there that could completely fund the project if they heard about it. And I don't know who they are. Uh, but if you knew who they were, would you tell them about that? And I think the answer, of course, would be yes. So um, you never know. That's the problem. So just talk to people about it. I know this is the kind of stuff that you guys on the podcast as listeners want to hear because it's why you listen to the podcast in the first place. It's what we deliver to begin with. It's why we interviewed porn stars for two and a half years. It's why we always have a porn star on the panel whenever we can because 
we want to hear about these people. We don't want to hear about them as objects, but as people, as human beings. And that's kind of what Houseboys and then every other series uh, that we plan to do at Brazen Arc after that will do is take our community, the LGBTQ community, and turn it into human stories. And you can help me do that. Uh, that'd be really cool. So thanks for that. Um, I have a funny story, though, speaking of behind the scenes. Um, so I've obviously shot with quite a few people, and I usually shoot with independent uh, stars who are trying to like launch their own brands because those are the ones that I really relate to. Like I get that they want to be in control, that they want to have the ability to be creative in what they're doing instead of just showing up and acting like an assembly line uh, worker and just sort of, you know, sticking it in or opening it up or whatever they have to do. Um, so I've, you know, I got a chance to work with Rocco Steele, who is amazing. And you guys need to go out and look at his new underwear line and support that because that's really cool. And in fact, I'll see if I can't get him to come on in the future and uh, talk a little bit more about it. He was in transition and moving and stuff, so I wasn't bugging him. Uh, but it looks like he's settled and it looks like he's got his things going, which is really excited. Uh, so if you would like to have Rocco come on the podcast, tweet out to him, let him know what's going on, and then I'll go bug him myself. Um, but my story about him is really funny because obviously he's famous for having probably the biggest dick in the industry. And usually that's, you know, a bunch of poppycock. Like you can take a wide angle lens, get in between a guy's legs and make anyone's cock look like it's 12 inches. Um, and if you can't do it that way, you can certainly do it with Photoshop. And believe me, I've seen those covers too. I know we know who we're looking at. Uh, my favorite example, of course, is Ty Roderick, who is very nicely sized, has a very beautiful penis. And we both got a kick out of the fact that one of the companies that he worked for literally Photoshopped until it looked like it was a baby's arm. And we just did not understand. We did not get it. Okay. So Rocco Steele is well known for having a very large cock and it is absolutely no lie i can testify to it apparently other people can testify as well but the point is i've seen it in person i've seen it in action um and you know it's 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 massive it is definitely big um i was kind of unsure what, what i was getting myself into because um you know usually on a set um, even normal sizes are kind of a lot because you're nervous, it's lights and it's cameras. You know, so one of the things that I do as a director is try to make everyone feel as comfortable as possible to be able to open up and actually share their sexuality and, you know, do so in a positive and reinforcing way. But uh, when I was working with Rocco, he was, you know, it was, it was his set. He was the director. I was just working as his cameraman. So I was setting up lights and doing all these kind of things. And I hear out the corner of my ear, um, hey, do you need a warm up? And I was like, oh, well, that's really sweet. Like, you know, they were getting themselves together. And Rocco, like, loves kissing and things before the, the scene gets going, which is wonderful. I mean, he really does know how to create a cohesive environment with his partner. Um, and anyone that works with him and can take it is actually very lucky to do so because I've never seen um, someone quite like him in the way that he's just totally engaged with his partner from the moment they walk in the door. Okay, so I'm setting up my lights. I'm getting things set. And I'm, I'm a nut for cinematography. Like, I don't care where I'm shooting, I'm going to get that light as good as I can possibly get it. Because half the reason I think that people criticize porn is because it's badly shot and badly lit. So I'm like, I want to create an environment. I want to create a message, even if it is just a straight sex scene, um, like we were doing for Rocco's site, you know, I still want it to be beautiful. And he wanted it to be beautiful too. So I'm over here, I'm setting up my lights, you know, I've got my kid out working the things that sounded really dirty. It wasn't okay. But I, you know, I got my, my umbrellas and things out. Um, I should take pictures of this for you sometime so you guys can kind of see what goes on. But anyway, so I'm getting everything set up and, um, I hear, you know, that, do you want to warm up? And I was like, Oh, that's sweet. And then I was pivoting and I was setting up the light and I literally see Rocco just put it in. I mean, no prep, at least that I saw. And it just boom in. I was like, oh, like I gasped. It was like, that's a warm up. 
I mean, it totally blew my mind. And then I've actually, I've, I have confirmed with others. This is not, this is not Rocco being weird. Um, I actually have confirmed with others uh, that have worked with him before. This is, a, this is actually a really helpful thing. Uh, so he was doing a good thing. But if you can just imagine, you know, the massive size of this thing and the guy had kind of just taken off his shorts for the first time and then boom, it was in. And I, yeah. So, you know, even no matter how many times you do something, you always learn something new. And I think that was the point of my story, other than just talking about massive penises to get ratings, um, is that you, you learn something new all the time. And I think that's really wonderful. And that's, again, why I really love and would continue to shoot porn, you know, as long as people would have me doing it. Because um, it's fun. You discover things new, sometimes shockingly new. Uh, but that's cool. That's really cool. Speaking of discovering new things, though, there has been... I guess news to a lot of people, which kind of surprises me because there was this guy named Kinsey who kind of did this report uh, quite a few years ago that basically said that the majority of people fell somewhere between 100% straight and 100% gay. Therefore, most people are quote unquote bisexual. Um, now, of course, we don't want to just, you know, get into the what is a bisexual, what is not a bisexual, pansexual, all those kind of things. Obviously, it's still an area of debate for a lot of people and it shouldn't be. But the point is that Many, many years ago, somebody in the scientific community tried to basically say that basically everyone's somewhat bisexual uh, and that it's actually kind of rare to be 100% one thing or 100% the other. Um, but now, you know, we're starting to see evidence of it as the stigma has released. But there was actually like more scientific evidence because between 1990 and uh, more recently, I'm sorry, I, I completely forget the year of the second year, I believe it was like 2012, perhaps. Um, anyway, they, they, they did a longitudinal study and they've basically shown that the number of people identifying as bisexual has doubled. Of course, it's still like only 7%, uh, which is kind of odd when you consider the fact that most of the stars that we're talking to these days, like James Franco or even Nick Jonas is saying things like, oh, well, you know, I can't say I'm 100% this or 100% that. Um, I don't know, you guys. I like... I might just be projecting because I happen to be pansexual myself, but I think that as we start to not really care what people are, and we definitely remove the stigma against bisexual people, that pretty much everyone has to admit that it's not uncommon for you to go, oh, so-and-so is attractive, even if you wouldn't be in a relationship with them, even if you're not interested in fucking them, like you can basically say, yeah, I kind of get a little bit hot for this person who isn't my normal type of person. I mean, that can happen even within uh, the homosexuality. And of course, we do need to talk about white gays and the no fats, no femmes thing, you know, the, I, but again, we want to remain positive. Um, but no, I mean, it is, it is perfectly normal for you to run into somebody and be like, wow, something about them is attractive. Like for me, the reason that I identify as pansexual, not just bisexual is because I am not so much interested in the exterior as a photographer, of course, I love the exterior, um, but I'm not, I, like, I don't try to judge it. Actually, someone, um, actually two people this week tried to like pin me down. One was like, well, don't you like twinks? And then the other one was, um, you know, asking me, you know, what do I, do I mind tattoos or not? Or do I have an aversion to tattoos? And um, of course the answer to both is that I don't really have some predetermined thing. I enjoy the lines of the body. So I do tend to like people who are model-esque, uh, people who are, um, you know, uh, very what we would consider beautiful to photograph, of course, but that's not to say that I wouldn't photograph someone who was, and I'll photograph anyone. I think that anyone has inner beauty and outer beauty that can be discovered with the right lighting and the right camera. Um, so, but that might be why if you see that I work with twinks, quote unquote, 
um, a lot. It's actually, I try to work with models and models do happen to be sometimes on the thinner side, depending on the project. Um, but that doesn't necessarily mean that I have to work with someone who has 0% body fat, what have you. Um, and as far as tattoos go, like my biggest thing is if you're comfortable in your body, that's what's important to me. And in fact, that's what attracts me usually. Um, that create and creativity. I am so attracted to creativity and somebody who's got an idea and is creative about things. So yeah, I, I'm sort of like surprised that it is still a thing that we're surprised that bisexuals are everywhere. But maybe that's just me. Like I said, um, let me know what you think. Tweet at me, all that kind of stuff. Uh, but basically, it shouldn't be news that everyone's a little bit bisexual. And then there is a vast majority, bigger than 10%, I believe, of people who are actually pretty much in the middle and have both romantic and sexual feelings and relationships with different genders. And that's totally fine. And then there are people that, while find attraction to a gender other than their norm um, doesn't necessarily pursue it. And that's okay too. That doesn't negate the fact of anything. Like you're not defined by what you do. You know, you're defined by who you define yourself. Um, comfortability in your own skin, being okay with your own person. I think, um, and it's actually really interesting because I, I had a friend sort of not challenge me in a bad way, but just sort of like ask me some pointed questions. Um, like why do I do these things? You know, and then end up complaining sometimes about not being happy. Um, I mean, I think we're all searching for that. And I think the reason that I try to work with people who are comfortable in their own skin um, and the reason why I work with nudes and other things like that is because I'm on the dis journey of trying to discover people being comfortable in their own skin as well. Um, and because if I do, maybe I'll figure it out for myself because I have never been comfortable in my own skin. I mean, I was tiny and skinny uh, when I was a kid and I still wasn't comfortable in my own skin. My whole body felt off and didn't quite work for me right. And then as I broke my foot and gained weight um, in middle school, you know, then it just compounded upon that. And then of course, teasing all those kind of things. And so I don't know. I, I think one of the reasons that maybe I pursue and work with the people that I you know, choose to work with is because I'm looking for something, some sort of knowledge for myself, perhaps. I don't know. Maybe you guys can let me know. Um, I just wanted to give you guys a couple quick previews about what's happening. So I've obviously talked about Houseboys, but it has been almost two years since I wrote a book and I did write some books that actually are timely again. So if you didn't know that I wrote stuff, well, go to my website. There's actually a whole section on books. Um, and with the Olympics coming up, if you didn't know, I actually wrote a series um, that starts a few years before the Olympics and actually leads all the way up to the Olympics and involves naked swimmers. So if you like swimming, if you like naked boys, if you like the combination of the two, and if you like something that's not quite the standard MM, which is definitely me, I'm not the standard MM, um, go check it out. I am dyslexic. Uh, so please, you know, if you do find an error or two, just don't berate me about it. It's not going to help anything. Um, but I do, hopefully, I think, write pretty good stories. And I have fun while I'm doing it, which I think is the important part. So definitely with the Olympics coming up, if you would like to read a trilogy of naked swimmer stories, um, you should check out Thrice Wet. Um, and you can get the individual stories, which are Dripping Wet, Sopping Wet, and Forever Wet. Yes, I'm very, very fond of wetness, as you can tell. Um, but also, I'd like to kind of write another book book, maybe kind of get back into that a little bit. I've been writing a lot of screenplays, but it takes forever to get those produced. Um, and so I'm kind of feeling the need for maybe a little bit of instant gratification. Um, so I'm looking for ideas, um, things that you 
are interested in, you know, what's going on out there, let me know. So you can go ahead and tweet that to me as well or force me to use Facebook. Ugh. Any basically, anywhere, any of the social medias, you should get in contact with me and let me know. Um, and additionally, of course, we've got the song with Brendan coming out. And then there's this really cool series called Youth uh, that Brendan's actually been cast in. And I'm going to be helping out with the pilot and maybe further. And it's, it's actually by a 17-year-old. And, um, you know, it's trying to take a look at the real American teen life, you know, written by a real American teen. Um, and it's really cool. And I'm going to be letting you guys know a little bit more about that as, as time goes on. We might even get uh, Jack to come on here. Um, we'll have to keep it real PG because he doesn't turn 18 till August. So he can't even listen to this podcast until August. But the point is, um, is that, you know, there's some really cool things coming up that I want to keep you guys apprised of. If you like this format, if you want me to kind of blabber at you more often, I can try to do that, you know, just kind of on my own, maybe in a shorter segment. Um, and uh, if you have questions for me or things like that, like I love to try to answer them. I, I try to respond to all of you guys on Twitter whenever I can or other places. So yeah, um, if you'd like to do an Ask Dean or something like that, uh, I don't know. Uh, anything is possible. We're always looking for new ideas. Um, but for now, from everyone here at GSC Friday, we'll say have a great weekend.